Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Delora, what's going on, sis? I'm super excited. (laughs) It is time to recap your two-time hidden gem. One of our favorite shows of the season, Abbott Elementary. All right. One wait, season. Wait. You move, you. <laughs> wait, wait. When I move, you move. Just like that. If you know, you know. Okay. <laughs> y'all better know. We're hoping y'all have watched this series. Okay. If you haven't, stop and go watch the series. But anyway. One critically acclaimed season so far is out, guys. 13 episodes, ABC series. First episode premiered back December 7, 2021, and it has already been renewed for season two. Quick summary, Abbott Elementary is an American mockumentary sitcom television series created by Quinta Brunson. It follows a group of teachers brought together in one of the worst public schools in the country simply because they love teaching. It stars Quinta as a second grade teacher at Abbott. We also have Tyler James Williams, Janelle James, Lisa Ann Walter, Chris Perfetti, and Cheryl Lee Ralph to round out our cast. Legend. Legends, right? Again, the series has already been renewed for a second season, and Quinta Brunson has been out here making the rounds, looking as cute as ever, because Absolutely. let's be honest, she does not get to live her best fashion life on this series as Janine. So <laughs> it's a struggle. She's it's on the struggle bus for sure. It's a little bit of a struggle. So a little bit more detail about Abbott Elementary. According to Deadline, the half hour series was ABC's number one new comedy in two years in adults 18 to 49 and the season's number one comedy in adults 18 to 49 in a tie with CBS's ghosts so it really is doing its thing out here and the december premiere laura became the first abc comedy debut to quadruple ratings after 35 days of multi-platform viewing so to say that this show has been a smash is to say the least All right, let's get into the cast again real quick. So we have Quinta starring as Janine. We have Cheryl Lee Ralph as Barb. Lisa Ann Walter as Melissa. Chris Perfetti as Jacob. Tyler James Williams as Gregory. Janelle James as Ava. And William Stanford Davis as Mr. Johnson. Reviews, Rotten Tomatoes, 97% critic score. 91% audience score and 91% of Google users gave this series a thumbs up. Delora, I feel like I know what your grade is, but please feel free to go ahead and tell me and the people what your grade for Avid Elementary is. Well, Ashley, I'm so glad you asked because this show gets a freaking A plus, 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 plus. (laughs) I love this show so, 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 so much. It has come into my life at a very 
stressful period of time with work and everything. And when I tell you this was my <laughs> my decompression watch, like I watched every episode easily over four to five times. Mm-hmm. Just because after a while it just became my background of um, my background show. And I would <laughs> I would do it each time each episode came out. It just would be on the background or something I would watch when, you know, us as a family is around the house and just got something in the background. I just love this show so much. And it's so funny. And it's still funny no matter how many times I watch it. Such a joy. Cannot wait to keep talking about it. The last time I loved a network comedy show like this was when Modern Family came out. Mm-hmm. This was the last time I think I grew this attached to a sitcom and Modern Family had a fantastic run. And so to know that this show is ran and led by the wonderful, talented, beautiful Quinta Brunson, I'm just so, 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 so excited. So excited. Well, same page it gets an a plus from me as well because <laughs> to your point i have watched these episodes repeatedly it has definitely joined all my other favorite sitcoms and shows that i watch repeatedly i'm watching modern family reruns right now as we're recording still funny, still funny. i still watch the office i still watch parks and rec i still watch all those like office situation comedies as well which is another thing like this joins kind of the workplace situation comedies especially the mockumentaries um mockumentaries are everything yes it's it's just glances to the camera that just takes me out Mm -hmm. Tyler was made for this (laughs) he's such a good character as Gregory um but no I just I enjoyed even as I was watching for to prepare for the recap last night and um the last couple of nights my mom was looking over at me and was like you just before you even laugh you're just cheesing the whole time you're watching it so it just it's just one of those series that just brings me joy yeah it just brings me joy so Let's get into the show, guys. Spoiler alert. Again, if you have not seen it, what are you waiting for? Well, we're just going to talk about, you know, some of the situations that happen throughout the season. We'll talk about some of the characters and just have a little fun with this recap. So the setting of the series is at Willard or Abbott Public School in Philadelphia. Teachers, Janine Teagues, second grade teacher. This is only her second year of teaching, so she's still fresh meat newbie. Barbara Howard is a kindergarten teacher who has been at Abbott for 20 years. Very impressive in public education. A woman of God. And a woman (laughs) of God. Okay. Get me out. out. (laughs) We have Jacob Hill who teaches history. It took me a minute to realize that because I didn't realize he taught the older kids because Jacob is always around. So it took me a minute because I was like, in elementary school, you have one teacher. You don't go to different teachers for different subjects. So he's with the older kids. And you know how I knew because he was trying to do a Hamilton thing. Again, took me out. I just love Jacob so much. I love everyone, literally, genuinely. Yeah, they're all great. (laughs) Melissa Shiminti, another second grade teacher, much more tenure than Janine. And then we have Gregory, Eddie, who comes in as a substitute teacher when one of the newbie teachers as well decides to get into a physical interaction altercation with one of the students. Big no-no. Principal Ava Coleman. 
there's a lot to be said for Ava and we'll get into Ava as the series progresses. But um, there's also established at the beginning, this film crew that's there covering them. And it's supposedly due to the fact that they are an underfunded, poorly managed public school in America. So Delora, as we're in episode one, we're getting all of our intros. What were your initial impressions of the school, of the environment and of our cast? That's a great question. Honestly, it was giving me typical underserved school vibes. Like I grew up in Detroit (laughs) and there were definitely schools that reminded me of what they were representing here for Philadelphia. But then it also reminded me of the type of teachers that I had uh, or that I knew through the years, which was very endearing. I have to say, I love the excitement of the younger teachers and (laughs) bright eyed bushy tails, but everyone else is like, yeah, that's nice. But be, you know, if you're around here long enough, you know that you better not hold your breath for anything. (laughs) I think I I love that balance because I feel like you need optimism and realism in that environment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Ava should work corporate because I don't know why she's a principal. Well, maybe (laughs) you have more power, but she's like a lot of people I know that just floats and... She could definitely, she could definitely be in sales. I mean, she could definitely be in sales. Does work, but you know. No, she um, does not. No, (laughs) she does not. But I'm telling you, when Miss Shirley Ralph said, I'm this teacher, I've been teaching this long and I'm a woman of God. I'm like, I know five women like that for my (laughs) church. And it's like, I, I, I feel seen. Like, I know women like that, you know, so it was a joy love what you said about, you know, just this reminding you of teachers, because I feel like I've been reminiscing about my elementary school days. I literally just had a conversation and I can still name all of my elementary school teachers. I loved them. It was such an amazing era to me in terms of like just that development you go through during those stages of life. And I feel like I lucked out and had some really great educators. And so it's just like a special place in my heart elementary school is, you know what I mean? So in the whole rug situation from like episode one, I was like, oh, I remember the rug from kindergarten. That was so such a big deal and such a thing with like story time and all that stuff. So it, it definitely like causes a bit of nostalgia, but I love the balance of this show. Like I said, between, you know, the senior teachers with that, you know, we've been through some things, we know how this really goes. And then Janine's trying to do her best to fix everything. Sometimes it goes well, and sometimes it does not. So let's get into it a little bit with some of the storylines that our teachers got into over the course of the season. There's budget issues. There's, um, you know, seeing some of the younger teachers that do get burnt out and don't last. The janitor had a lot of responsibility for a janitor because he was also a substitute teacher at certain points in time for whatever reason. Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> he, he needs to, somebody needs to go report them just for that alone okay um ava sucks at her job and the only reason why she even got her job is because she blackmailed the superintendent who was having an affair with the deaconess at their church so ava throughout the course of the season does a lot of shenanigans but in episode one she spends 3k that they get from the school district on a huge 
plastic sign for the front of the school that she's featured on. Janine was so optimistic, so excited about, you know, trying to get rugs for the students and all this. She decides to report Ava to the superintendent, but it backfired, Delora, because all the superintendent's emails get bounced back to those principals. And so it turned into a whole thing. But at the end of the day, teamwork makes the dream work. And Melissa has connections for anything you may need. So luckily this time it worked out. But in the next incident that Janine wants to help with, things go awry because she tries to be an electrician and knocks out the power in the building and the air conditioning as well. From these first few incidents with Janine, were you thinking that she was doing too much or were you like, you're trying your best, Janine? We understand. Well, I guess I thought that at least someone's trying to do something, you know, finding that balance of listening to what the, you know, old blood have to say compared to what let's say the new blood wants to do (laughs) in terms of helping the students. Sometimes you can take what I'll call them um, the the veterans versus the rookies, right? You can take what the veterans have to say with a grain of salt and still move forward with your idea because it still can be a positive influence. And we'll see that in later episodes, i.e., you know, using social media for, for things for the students and stuff like that. So I do think she was doing the most with the lighting. With the rugs, though, I think she was within her right because what Ava did really genuinely pissed me off. (laughs) I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Like, you don't review budgets? I mean, you're not Netflix, okay? Like, I don't understand (laughs) why we're blowing money on vanity projects. So yeah, I have to say, Janine did get on my nerves, though, throughout the season. I didn't think that would be possible, but I, I kind of appreciate that writing, too, because, I mean, Janine is still human, right? Yeah, she's not a saint. She still has her flaws. To your point, though, at this point, I was like an ebb and flow. It was like, Janine, I think it's great that you have this personality and that you're trying to take matters into your own hands, but don't forget that there are certain things and a certain expertise that you don't have. So like that, you need to find the balance. And Mm -hmm. I think it was a good reminder when she actually literally did pass out when she wasn't eating and was doing the most and all of this. And then to have a conversation with Melissa to say, listen, you're going to burn yourself out. And the thing about us is we know that we care too much to burn out because if we burn out, then the good teachers won't be here to teach these students. So I think she's, she's learning, she's stumbling a little bit, but her intentions Janine's intentions were always so good. She just needed to, again, you know, kind of find some balance and realize that there are certain things that she's just not going to be able to do as much as she may want to. Let's also talk about Janine's boyfriend that we get introduced to, Tariq. Girl, girl. So Janine's been dating Tariq, we find out, for over 10 years. He's this aspiring rapper and TikTok star, but he's also, let's be fair, he's a bum, okay? Because this man got her for her breakfast sandwich in the morning, drives her car, she has to put gas in it, doesn't want to deal with the budget, doesn't want to deal with any real adult problems. When Tariq was introduced, for me, he was such a great comic relief that like, I, I not that I tried to overlook his flaws, but I just found him more humorous than I did like annoying. But how did you feel about this relationship when we first get introduced to this couple? <laughs> Oh, I knew immediately it was a dead end for sure. And I did not enjoy his bum tactics because maybe 
I just know too many of them in real life for me to enjoy his character, you know, and it, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it, say it. One of my favorite episodes of the season is work family. And when she told the group that she was with this man, her entire life and the way Ava fell out that chair and what came up and did it again, everything, everything. <laughs> But no, I didn't, I didn't find him endearing until maybe a little bit towards the end of the season, but he was, he was tap dancing on my nerves for sure. I think the saving grace was always got the feeling that he actually did love her. Like there was such a genuineness as we progressed through the season of like his feelings for her. I just needed him to get his life together because otherwise you're sucking the life and resources out of of Janine and she's already struggling. She has children to take care of. You cannot be an additional child that she has to take care of, sir. I'm need you to get it together. He went from his mama to his girlfriend and it's like, that's not how this works, sir. Basically doesn't have enough. I don't think she knows herself because they've been together for so long. She doesn't have her voice to say, Hey, guess what? I need for you to pay a bill. I need for you not to take my car all day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I cannot. I cannot. Oh, my gosh. But yeah. And, and the thing is, too, Janine's, Janine's supposed to be, what, like, 24, 25. Yes. So she's yes. still so young, like, fresh about everything. I think she needed the perspective of, like, some of these folks at school, which is sometimes what coworkers are best at is like giving you a glimpse of realities that you wouldn't necessarily get otherwise. Cause you know, you'll talk to your friends about stuff. You'll talk to family about stuff, but coworkers sometimes almost give you that perspective of like a therapist, like a totally neutral, just because sometimes your coworkers, just because sometimes your coworkers don't have the insight on you, haven't been with you as long as some of those more intimate relationships. So it's almost like, well, I feel like I'm getting things from you that maybe people who know me better or are projecting on me don't give me. I'm not saying that they that you should go to them and lay out your problems and hope that they're going to no, be a no, therapist. No. But I'm just I, saying I in just terms of like thinking, that, that additional opinion that maybe doesn't have as much invested. That's what I mean. And I was saying really specifically for the show, because I don't think Jacob really had enough to say about it until much later. I don't even mean mean just Jacob. I mean, like Mm -hmm. in general, once you get the reaction that we're going to get into later to her relationship, it's like, oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's not a perspective that I have thought about yet. So, you know what I mean? Because they're not invested. So, they're going to, they gave you the truth. Like, Jesus, girl. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Anyway. Like, only one? Exactly. Gregory comes in as a substitute teacher. He had been an aspiring principal and actually had gotten the job at Abbott. And then because of Ava's blackmail, obviously that fell through. Gregory early on gets tested by a parent who's bringing her son to school an hour late because she wants to have less time that she has to kind of figure it out before she goes to work. Miss Howard had to help him out in the situation to kind of get the nerve to speak to this parent and tell them, you know, what they needed to do in terms of helping their child with their education. How do you think you would have handled this situation if you had been Gregory? Oh my goodness. I'm not a teacher for a reason, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) I think I would just try to have a sit down maybe not in a, not at a nail salon, but I would definitely sit down and be like, Hey, your son is missing out on the first half of the class. It'd be great if you drop him off at the same time every day. 
And to the parent's point, even though I'm not really sure how this is the case, <laughs> but she probably thought it was like preschool. You get in where you fit in. You're coloring. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And that is a thing, right? We do it with my baby all the time. <laughs> like, granted, we, we have more of a schedule with her because, you know, structure is key when it comes to children. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's so funny in that way. I, I appreciate his willingness to go the distance though. But to play angel advocate, with him wanting to be a principal, you would think he would already know how to handle situations like this without getting advice, wouldn't you think? Or is that me? That's a good point. No, I think that's a good point because throughout this whole show, I was like, I don't think I've ever met a principal who doesn't have teaching experience. So I almost wondered, like, are you too green to have even gotten this opportunity right away? Now, granted, Ava is horrible. And I'm not saying she deserved the opportunity over you, but I'm just saying, I think there's something to be said for understanding the perspective of the educators and having that experience. I'm not saying that's the case for all principals, but I felt like maybe you needed this experience. This is going to be good for you when you do eventually advance to that next step. You know what I'm saying? Do advanced administration. The online wish list that we saw in um, episode three, where they got community support for school supplies, that was new to me. I was like, I don't know if that's something that really goes on in public schools, because I've never seen anybody do that before. But that's a great idea, actually, for needed school supplies. So, well, the week prior leading up to Mother's Day is Teacher Appreciation Week. Mm -hmm. So, So maybe it's done around that time. Possibly, but I was like, if that's not something people were doing, I hope people watch this episode and were like, let's start doing that in our schools. But we see a different side of Ava because Ava helps Janine to create a video in order to kind of get her wish list granted, and it really helped. It was 20k views, a Tadid share, name drop, and then she decides to overstep and try to also help Barbara get her wish list. And things went a little awry because it was basically like one of those commercials that come out with the poor little sad, sick dogs and animals and the sad music and painting a mess. painting a Barbara mess. as this old, you know, it really in need. It worked, but it was just another time where I feel like you know, Janine kind of did the most. But in this case, I appreciated seeing Ava have some actual skill because again, it seemed like she was so inept at everything. So I was like, okay, well, Ava, I guess you do have some tricks up your sleeve. Just utilize them for more good instead of whatever you be doing in your office. It's all self-serving though, if you think about it. Like she's on social media. (laughs) She got some stuff for herself (laughs) off of that wish list. But hey, at least in this case, she did help some. Whereas in previous episodes, she was a deterrent in situations. She was never an aide in any yeah, capacity. Very true. Very and then true. we're also seeing Janine and Gregory bonding, right? Because Janine helps him mm. with room decor. He seems to always find himself smiling when he's looking at Janine and looking into her room and such. So a little something's cooking in the school cafeteria. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> school book slow burn when it comes to romance uh-huh. you know it's reminding me of our conversation from uh the Bridgerton season two so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's definitely another will they won't they scenario mm-hmm. new technology for 
teaching the kids how to read gets introduced in one of the episodes and Janine is thrilled, right? Because she's hopeful that she's going to be able to help Barbara, who she sees as not only a mentor, but her school mom, like her work mom. And Barbara's pride causes her to get so caught up that she cheats the system and it puts her kids on the spot to think that they're at a fourth grade reading level because Barbara again has been in this job for 20 years she's worried she's getting too old and she's going to essentially be put out to pasture did you feel for Barb in this episode in terms of possibly being close to retirement and new technologies coming in and feeling like I like the way that I know how to do things so you know I'm not going to let this create an issue where I can't teach my kids I did feel for her because here's the deal There's value in what she's been doing for the last 20 plus years, right? And when it comes to technology, until everyone's up to speed, there are going to be some gaps. And so we find that out later, but I, I think it would do her some good to be open to asking for help, but I, I do understand where she came from because there is value to pencil and paper you know (laughs) like not everything has to be digitized but at the same time there is value in the introduction of new things and it's okay to ask for help I wonder how many teachers saw this episode and so heavily related to this reality of like as technology is evolving and things like that and they have to learn these new methods like new math for instance I know it's not even a technology thing but like when new math was introduced I was like what do you mean new math math? like yeah yeah, like why is there a new way like it works if it works let it work but in this case technology is advancing in all ways so obviously education is going to be impacted by that too but I just wish that Barbara had at least initially showed the openness to it right because things are going to change things have to evolve and you will get left behind no matter what industry you're in if you're not willing to evolve so I just wanted her to at least initially be open to it and if you're having issues I get that and you may not want to get the help because you're like hey I got this but you know you do have to continue to try to move forward in in those ways but it was a sham anyway it was (laughs) again Ava spearheaded this it was invented by the Pennsylvania penal system and it was illegal. And I literally put in my notes, are we surprised? Like, cause I wasn't surprised that this was a sham given that it was Ava's idea, right? <laughs> Ava is, I don't even know what to say. Like, I think she's so funny and I love this actress, but like Ava needed to be fired. Ava absolutely needed to be fired. I, I did not have an ounce of remorse for Ava at all throughout <laughs> this season. Even when we tried to get a different side of her, I'm telling you, what she did in that first episode pissed me off so much. I it took a while for me to warm up because I'm like, this is rec- these are children's lives. So that's the thing. It's it's hard because it's the selfishness. You're not taking away from these other adults. You're taking away from the students. And that's hard to, to watch, right? Some of the quirks she does, some of the ridiculous stuff she does is one thing. But yeah, messing with the budget and taking away from the stuff the kids actually need, that was hard to watch. But let's move forward that Janine gets a bad review and it shakes her confidence so much that when she gets a student transfer from Melissa's class she's thrilled because she thinks this means oh 
I was chosen. I must be better than Melissa because Melissa had been talking a little trash about the fact that in the review, they said that there was another second grade teacher with more experience and that was better, yada, yada, yada. Janine was not ready though because Courtney, Miss Courtney, literally in her filed Laura, it said that she uses psychological warfare. What type of second grader uses psychological I was terrified like watching this episode I was terrified I was like can you imagine if that was your child you're too you're way too smart for me sis you're way too smart and that's the thing they realized she needed she needed to advance a grade right like she was bored yes absolutely and for most kids that is the case you know but I didn't realize Janine was such a pick me you know what I mean that part that part right there she sure was in this episode it's like you have to peel back these layers of Janine because she comes across as so sweet and in some ways meek and all these things but no this is ego like this episode this is straight ego and I again there were a couple of times throughout the season that Janine was talking real slick to some of these other teachers and I'm just (laughs) not appreciated she didn't even want to hear what Melissa had to say. Or read like, Courtney's file. There were files on this child. So I was like, all right, you get, this is what you get at this point, Janine. That little girl was hilarious. She was. The fact that she the got them to pledge allegiance. I know, there's some good little actors. They are some good little actors. The fact that she got the kids to pledge allegiance to her. I'm like, when did you have the time, sis? Like, when did we coordinate this effort? Like, she was amazing. That's why I was like, she terrified me because She's I saw this. I was like, leader. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I could not deal with this kid. I'd be like, y'all better get her out of my class immediately, please. The gifted program. Speaking of Courtney, they end up trying to do a gifted program, again, spearheaded by Janine and taught by Jacob. And they realize over the course of the episode that it leaves some of the other kids feeling left out, including Gregory, who's feeling some PTSD from the fact that he wasn't in the gifted yeah. program when he was in school. Give me your thoughts, especially since you're, you have a young kid, your child yeah. is gifted um, in certain ways. Yeah. And do you feel like it's right for kids to have a special program, have specialty programs that they are kind of have available to them in order to further their education I guess is the best way to say it yeah that's a great question I think it all comes down to resources right so it's a little bit different um, in the case of my child because we are already in an environment where there's resources frankly you know what I mean and in terms of in terms of the show it's different because you're already dealing with limited resources and in some ways it shows that you're willing to invest in certain students over the other. And it becomes a little bit more blatant, obviously with waiting for eggs to hatch and things like that. You know what I mean? And having the resources and the time to, to go through things like, like that. I I just feel like it's just, it's just different. I, I do feel like it's different because there with the lack of resources is just, it's, it's just glaringly obvious than where in real life my child is in the school district that we're in and things along those lines. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's a great point is resources because I was in, once I got to like high school and stuff in a 
international honors program. So I was very grateful that I had that opportunity. But I think to Gregory's point, and I think the messaging of the show was great in this episode in the sense that there are multiple ways for kids to excel. It's not just books, like being book smart is not the only way to have intelligence. And I think since in this show, to your point with limited resources, there aren't a lot of outlets for those other opportunities for these kids. They have to create a program that will provide opportunities for all the kids to possibly lean into their gifts. And so yeah. I agreed and appreciated that messaging. Yeah, I, I, I do too. And I, I've always said that, you know, it's easy in school to only focus on the math and the lit and things like that. But I've had the privilege of being in like fine arts schools and things like that. So we were able to have the resources for music and art and dance and things like that. Mm-hmm. And being able to find at a very young age where you excel in those areas. Exactly. And and they they weren't solely electives. They were part of the curriculum. And so yeah. districts so yeah. who have like schools for the arts, like in Dayton, their stivers, things like that. Like yeah. absolutely. It makes all the difference. So I think you yeah. hit the nail on the head with discussing, you know, opportunity for and resource availability. Let's talk about the episode where Janine's friend comes in as a volunteer art teacher, Delora. Sahar. (laughs) Sahar. Apparently a college friend of hers, but she butted heads with Melissa over the annual art project that the kids always did, Peter Rabbit. And Melissa, you really saw Melissa get really excited about things. Melissa was really excited about this. It was actually a a little bit of like innocence in some ways because, you know, she comes off as... South Philly, you know, she knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, (laughs) you know what I mean? And so to see her, see this light, you know, shining bright on this particular project, it was really fun to see. And when I tell you, Melissa was about about it, she took off the hoops and gave it to the kid. That the little girl just sat there and took those earrings and knew what it was. She that knew what time sh- it was. That shows the environment. Speaking of the environment, <laughs> when I tell you I once saw and I knew what was happening in my mind, uh, taking off her hoops and literally flying over a table and landing on another kid, like right in front of me. And I was like, I saw the steps, but I there wasn't like in my mind, what I'm not going to get in the middle of this. Like literally, I, I still don't know how she did. She did she, this chick defied gravity and hopped over this table like it was crazy so environment you know what it is you know what's about to happen but they didn't let her get a lick in and it's probably for the best because we didn't want to see melissa get fired she melissa's been doing her thing this season but sahar wanted to go above and beyond the norms wanted to do this whole art installation project but she disrespected melissa in the fact that she melissa had paid for like 700 books out of her own pocket and Sahar oh, thought geez. nothing of it, tore those books up for this art installation. So that's why Melissa was so upset. And Janine was on Melissa's side. Do you think that it was ever a good idea? Do, what do you think about bringing in friends into a work environment as potential co-workers? Do you co-sign? Would you co-sign for your friends in that way? Or do you feel like it's best to not mix friendship and business? It just really depends on the friend and the friendship, Right. With Janine and Sahar, they technically weren't close because Janine was not herself when she was around Sahar. And I think that's where the dilemma comes in, right? Like, 
a true friend who you're authentically yourself with, you understand them and their work ethic. I don't see a problem um, with introducing an opportunity, you know, to work with them. But in this situation, I just feel like Janine was so busy trying to be like Sahir. And it's like, it wasn't a good mix. It wasn't a good mix. It was like an aspirational friendship. Like she's one of those people that Janine looked up to and wanted to be like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was an interesting dynamic. Another part of this episode that I loved was the vegetable garden situation that Jacob and Barbara started. And then we find out that Gregory is a man of many talents, including gardening by force but when he came with the bag and we're talking about they don't know that this is something something in subtropical temperatures and xyz he's there mugging the camera as he's pouring down i was like gregory you are a gem of a human being like i just cannot deal with you love him love him one of my favorite commentaries on twitter was like gregory is a man of action again talking about our bridges (laughs) recap He's a man of action, meaning he he shows his love through acts, and that's getting his nails done for his students to talk to a parent. It's sneaking behind the backs of Jacob and Barbara to help their vegetable garden grow. And um, there's a couple more examples that we haven't gotten to yet, but I thought that was a, a wonderful observation of his character. Can I tell you, though, the disrespect when Jacob stayed up all night and made the uh, treats for the kids and gave it to the cafeteria guy and he tossed them in the trash like that really hurt me. I was like, I might have like popped off on the the guy in the cafeteria on that one. Like, I get it. I could at least kept it as snacks in my classroom. though. You had to throw my stuff away or put it in the teacher's lounge. But when I tell you, I loved the Jacob and Barbara combo <laughs> needed so much more. They were talking about Sydney Portier. They were talking about, oh, it was amazing. And real life, fun fact, they're both Broadway people. So, ah, okay. Easy chemistry there. What, Delora, what is the sexiest day of the week? Ooh, uh, the sexiest for me. I'm gonna go with a Friday. Friday. <laughs> your, your team Friday. Okay. Because the week is over. You can stay up. You can sleep in on Saturday. You still have two days ahead of you. It's Friday for me. What about you? The sexiest day of the week. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Any day of the week can be sexy, but the sexiest day <laughs> of the week is probably Saturday because I feel like. Saturday is the day that most people are off work or not working, can live their best lives. You get dressed on Saturday. You get your stuff together on Saturday. You may have a cute little date on Saturday. You might be getting some on Saturday. Like it's just for me, the sexiest day of the week if I'm I'm choosing just one. But for me, it's having to get up on that Sunday for church. You know what I mean? That makes Saturday kind but, of But that's thing. when you do like uh, two can play that game and you just observe church from the comfort of your couch. Because, you know, there's a lot of virtual services. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. There's a lot of virtual services you can catch if you were out a little bit too late on that Saturday night. But I understand, Laura. But um, Gregory does not like 
pizza. And he is judged heavily for not liking one of the most popular foods, arguably, on the planet. Is there any popular food that you don't like that you feel like you get judged for? No. <laughs> like, I don't eat shellfish because guess what? I can't eat it. How about that? So I'm not judged for that. But no. For me, at least in the Black community, it's probably watermelon. I am not a melon fan, guys. I'm sorry. Mm. It's not just watermelon. It's cantaloupe. It's honeydew. I don't enjoy that either. I don't like melon. It's just not watermelon is the only melon that I eat because I I do not enjoy the cantaloupe. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's just not sweet enough for me. But I say that rarely in public. Like I rarely express that in public. But you, (laughs) what are you know what? Because we're friends. Global audience. (laughs) Because we're friends here. We're all friends here. I disclosed that I released, used to read NSYNC fan fiction. So, you know, we're friends oh here God. on this podcast. Please check out that recap of Pretty Red because <laughs> I am still not over that fun fact about Ashley, by the way. You know not what? Over it. I try to give y'all gems where I can, but no, that's probably my one. But, you know, just try not to judge people for their food choices, guys. We all have our quirks. My aunt didn't like pizza. May she rest in peace. Everybody has their thing. So leave little Gregory alone. But, no, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but you saw when Janine was the one asking him to go get the pizza, there was no, there was no conversation. Sure, sure, girl. So Never I guess I just need, I guess yes. I just need the right man feeding me my watermelon, and then it's a wrap. That's what Woo. I get from that. Speaking <laughs> of the sexiest day of the week, okay. Anyway, Delora Jacob does not approve of Tariq. This is what you were talking about a little bit earlier, right? We find out he has a secret boyfriend of two years that he had not told Janine or any of the other teachers about. Do you feel like, because Janine's hurt, do you feel like it's best to keep work friends separate from your personal life? Technically, probably yes. I, I would say so, especially if you are adamant about, you know, having friends co-workers colleagues associates you know what I mean there's levels to these things <laughs> and not everyone has the privilege of knowing everything about you Indeed. now when it comes to Jacob and Janine in particular I do feel like he probably should have let her know that he had a boyfriend simply because Janine has brought her boyfriend into the picture. I, I do feel like that that is fair. And I do understand why Janine was hurt. But in general, it is a privilege to introduce, you know, your life, your time, your family to people. And some people aren't worth that investment. <laughs> and I know that sounds awful, no- but it's I the mean, best of life. It's everyone, the best of life. everyone has the right to decide, you know, what they want to and want to not share. But to your point, in this case, I think the reason why Janine was hurt was because they were deeper friends than that. And he makes it known by yes. the end of the episode that the reason why he hasn't said anything is because, well, if I tell you about my personal life, did I feel like I may have to weigh in on yours? And what I didn't want to do was tell you the truth about the fact that I don't think this is the one, baby. 
And he said in such a Jacob way, like he relayed the story of his ex and how he had outgrown him. Yep. And I think that was such a good way to kind of give that perspective and that advice to her. Um, because Tariq, you know, comes to school and does his whole fade friends against drug exposure rap and performance. Girl, um, girl. Did you enjoy Tariq's performance when he came to school? It's, it's the fact that he listed all the drugs. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> He's so entertaining, though. This is our episode, too, because this is the one where they do the handshake and the dance with the money. Like, every time I see it, it brings me such joy. Like, y'all cannot say what you want to say about Tariq. As a character, he is such comedic relief such comedic like i'm he's better be in season two which i'm gonna get to at the end of this at the end of the recap because even if they i don't want them to be together but his character cannot go away because i he cracks me up he cracks me up what are you (laughs) talking to the oh this is my my stage manager (laughs) and it's like i'm a girl okay what to do shoddy like oh my gosh and then brought her on the stage talking about what if she took something and died? Like, yo, he's <laughs> such good comic relief on the show. Do not, he cannot go. He cannot go. He cannot that go. I enjoyed alone. it though. That kid's <laughs> alone. Everything. He even, he even got Gregory dancing in this episode with his students. So that again shows that he was so, so great for the show and the fact that he got Gregory as serious as Gregory is because Jacob was like I don't think I've ever seen him express joy you want to know what's so funny the first time we saw that episode David said that and and Jacob said it verbatim like that was part of the line but David said it before and I was like is there something about um <laughs> white men no I'm just joking <laughs> But it was so funny. We we're like, we've never seen joy from, from Gregory before. <laughs> well, except when he does what he thinks I think is a smirk at Janine. And I literally told my mom, I was like, he's not, it looks like he's grimacing. Like, I'm, I can't even get a good I'm smirk. I'm so glad that you said that because I'm like, is it because of his intensity or what? Yes. It's just so hard to read sometimes. I agree. Yes. Speaking of entertainment, step show happens during the season, yet again, led by Miss Janine. But Ava is the one who really comes through. This episode humanized Ava because mm-hmm. we thought she was just going to flake out on the kids and be unreliable. But it turns out her grandmother is ill and that she had had an episode. So she was brought up to the school so that Ava could kind of comfort her. But you mentioned earlier that nothing really softened your feelings on Ava. Did you, were you at least happy to see Ava come through for the kids in this episode with the step show? Yes, I agree. I'm happy that she came through for the kids because guess what? That's her freaking job. How about that? <laughs> it's almost like we are happy when she does at least the bare minimum. Because, the bare minimum. And the step show was great. I, I did enjoy it because I was like, you know, usually if it's not a Greek life situation, I'm not really sure what anyone's stepping for. But <laughs> in this case, I enjoyed the kids. I did enjoy the kids. I wonder who really choreographed it. And I really enjoyed how Janine and Ava connected in this episode, right? This is the first time that we really saw them on the same page. And see Janine feel comfortable relinquishing that power or that control. Because again, Mm Janine is very much 
I'm going to get this done. Not that she doesn't, you know, obviously respect a lot of the folks there, but the fact that she was able to kind of step aside and do what was best just shows that Janine is always kids first. And that when yes. it counts, she puts everything else to the side for the what's best for the kids. Yes. Um, let's talk about a tale of mothers and daughters at the open house that they had at Abbott Elementary. There was a student that Janine had that was struggling, Nina, and Janine does her best to try to connect with her mother and the mother shows up late and Janine pops off on her, but it wasn't even really about the student. It was about Janine's own mommy issues. We see that she had been sending text messages to her mom that were not responded to and all this and that. And we also see the opposite, her work mom, Barbara, her daughter comes for a visit, Taylor, And so we see that Janine in a situation where it seemed like they were getting into it was hoping, oh, I can relate. I can be the one to kind of resolve this and they resolve it on their own. So do you feel like you got to see a glimpse of kind of like the heart of Janine more than you thought you were going to get throughout this season with this? Because I didn't, I can't say that at this point I expected for her to have like a trauma that was going to get uncovered. You know what I mean? That's a great point. So yeah, we definitely got deeper with Janine in a way that I don't think you're used to seeing sometimes in these type of characters, you know, and I'm I'm looking at you, Modern Family <laughs> and The Office. Like, I don't think we got too much into that, that depends. seriousness, right? Yeah, it just depends, yeah. Her having mommy issues really did open my eyes in terms of why she loved Barbara so much, right? And it also gives us an understanding of why she's such, you know, she's so driven when it comes to kids first, because her mom apparently has never made her a priority. So what she's not going to do is let her, her kids down. You know what it is a good correlation to for me is Megan Good's character from Harlem do you remember how her mother wasn't present in her life and wasn't so she felt like she always had to be buttoned up always had to be organized all of that and I think one of the reasons why I'm bringing this up too and why I said I wasn't expecting this from Janine it's probably a flaw or a fault to think this way about people the people who usually have it together you don't try to figure out if they have flaws you don't try to figure out whereas people who show like that they have certain issues or things you're like that had that had had to have come from somewhere that's why the photos out there check on your strong friends right because just because someone seems like they have it together doesn't mean they don't also have those things that they've gone through doesn't mean that they don't also have their own issues you know what I'm saying yeah that's a great Great correlation there. Check out that recap. Harlem. Please. But yeah, I think that's where that's where it came from for me to ask that question. But yeah, humanity. That's a I'm good sorry. point. Janine is human. Small, small rabbit hole. Did you see Tika is gonna be in season two? Uh-huh. And I saw the Cree new folks. Summers. Mm-hmm. Yep, Super I saw the new folks. I'm definitely excited for season two of Harlem. Guys, we'll definitely bring that back to you when it comes back around. Barbara's daughter, Taylor, makes a connection with Gregory. I felt some type of way because I felt like Taylor did come on the show and not only has she gotten, we've seen obviously the connection that she has with her mother that Janine doesn't. Now you're trying to take Janine's future boo. Like I just, I felt some type of way. Is it just me? 
Uh, I definitely feel some kind of way, but at the end of the day, Janine is still in a relationship and Gregory is a very single man. So who are we holding the candle for? You know what I mean? Like there's the initial attraction, but they're going to make this hard for us, Ashley. But it's Jim and Pam all over again. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't need to see y'all with all the wrong people. I know what this needs to be. It's already there. The chemistry is already there. Y'all seem like y'all are going to be very compatible. So yeah, that's why. Because it's just like, I'm having to watch Pam with uh, her ex-fiance all over again until finally she gets the nerve to leave the dead situation that that was you know what I'm saying so so Ashley I will say this my favorite scene between um Gregory and Janine was the work family episode when they laughed her out of that library (laughs) and he ran after her and got that freaking umbrella and held the door swoon swoon i love it i loved it such a gentleman and the way he was just standing there like protective over her and he had to stop because of course Tariq showed up in her freaking car time out are you the liaison for (laughs) (laughs) a mess that man was a mess um as we're starting to get towards the end of the season Ava's job is in jeopardy because the superintendent who she had blackmailed, girl, he married his whole mistress. So he's like, what you saw was me kissing my future wife. And obviously now he is not take too kindly to Ava's blackmail and realizes, again, she's incompetent at her job. She doesn't do what she needs to do. So she didn't play the cards right. She kept putting it in his face. You bring it up when it matters, (laughs) ma'am. Ava don't even think like that. She literally had one card to play and she was like, let me keep playing it for as long as possible. She didn't, she did not have any type of long game whatsoever. Before we get to Ava versus the superintendent, what'd you think of the desking online challenge situation (laughs) that these kids had? I love that they're incorporating like reality of the fact that we have all these viral challenges that go out on TikTok and all of that and how that may yeah. impact like the educational system. But do you feel like you would have handled this desking challenge in the way that the teachers did? I want to first say my favorite line out of this episode. Black? <laughs> no, it's Zach. <laughs> We're all thinking it. Brilliant brilliant Actually, I cannot tell you how hard I laughed I could not tell you it made total <laughs> sense that, to me it made it total made, sense I, to me did it. that Jacob was with a black man he just was talking about Sydney Poitier yes it made sense oh. to me. and think about the environment he's in inner city Philadelphia like sure sure why not actually it's Zach okay so I'm still <laughs> not over it you know, this is one of my favorite episodes because literally everybody came together to help figure out this problem and everyone was freaking hilarious. Um, how to resolve it? Definitely not the way that freaking Janine and Jacob suggested by any means at all. But I actually don't know. It's not like they had the resources to have cameras or anything like that. But again, these kids are so talented and what I love most about it is it's kind of unfortunate because it's depicting an inner city schools, which we know are predominantly black and brown mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. But because this is Hollywood, these children have the opportunity to show such great talent and how 
I mean, the writing is so smart and these kids are delivering it time and time and time again. So I, I just love, love, love that. So do you have any uh, ideas of resolving this issue? I thought they handled it great because I was like, listen, what I would have done is I would have started trying to, you know, discipline them, do something that probably would not yes. have worked. I think it was brilliant idea of shutting it down by just making it corny. Like I thought that was brilliant because that is yeah. the thing. All these kids think all this stuff is so cool and whatever. And once it's corny or once it's out of, you know, trends or whatever, that's when it's going to die. So I thought their resolution was brilliant. But at first I was like, why are we not beating some of these kids? This is like, I know you can't. <laughs> But y'all, listen, back in my day. <laughs> oh, yeah. our teachers are very hard on us. And, back and in I'm my sure, day. sure not as hard as our parents' teachers were on them. But the thing I loved about Jacob and Zach's relationship was like how they were essentially the same person in some ways. And when they would spiral, they, would, they had that person to, you know, again, my other favorite line. So you met somebody and they were like, more. (laughs) (laughs) But she's one to talk because she's sexually harassing Gregory throughout this entire series. She even categorizes the kids' files about how hot their fathers are, okay? So she's one to talk. (laughs) But uh, Ava versus the superintendent, again, feeling like Ava needed to be fired. Were you rooting for Ava throughout this presentation that she has to do to try to get discretionary funds as well as try to keep her job. And then secondarily, if you were Gregory, would you have helped her or would you have undermined her? Surprisingly, I was not rooting for Ava. I was kind of, I was indifferent. I was like, what's going to happen? She always knows how to weasel her her way out of things. I just was interested on how it was going to be resolved. In terms of Gregory, it just depends on what the end game was playing chess versus checkers right <laughs> well he was once he ran to superintendent at that presentation he was told hey give me a call these jobs are probably gonna be opening up including abbott so that was possibly his time to say hey i'm about to mess you up so i can go ahead and slide on in here but instead gregory is a team player and then he yep. decides to become a full-time teacher at abbott Possibly a big part of that was his relationship with Janine. But, you know, also I think he is now invested and we've seen kind of the progress of Gregory throughout the season and how he's come to terms and enjoyed his time in the classroom. So um, I agree. I wasn't rooting for Ava, but I was rooting for her to win for the sake of the school and for the sake of what they needed. And even though that didn't work out, thankfully, Barbara came through and was able to work out the advancement grant instead. Our final episode of the season field trip time to the zoo I got excited because I remember what it was like to go on field trips back in the day uh but it was unsanctioned so I was hoping that all the kids made it out alive the fact that kids without permission slips were left with the custodian again what are we doing on this series the custodian made it a Ferris Bueller breakfast club a little montage which was very enjoyable as an 80s 90s kid and then fade is now going to be an elementary tour that Tariq is taking on as well as an album in New York and he wants Janine to move with him they inevitably break up did you feel any type of way about Janine staying in Philadelphia versus going to New York with Tariq I felt extremely happy for her She is a young woman and she is finding herself. She is understanding 
what she wants out of life for herself more importantly and then out of a partner which was not Tariq she was finally gaining her stride as a teacher yes had the voice to shut those kids up yes I love that I love that growth for in this season and you even see Barb sit back down and give her the respect of like yeah girl you got this exactly and they have become such a work family at that point too like Jacob was about to cry if she was gonna potentially leave yes. you know what I'm saying they had all grown so close over the course of I the love him year. so much I just, yeah I love everybody so much I just love this freaking show <laughs> so we already know it's gonna be a slow burn for Janine and Gregory to finally get together Quinta has spoken a little bit about intentions for season two and that's a something that will be continuing to develop but to my point about Tariq in a uh interview with Entertainment Weekly Quinta said about whether or not we would see him in the future. I do think that they're broken up and things are over, but I don't think you've seen the last of him. So I'm so glad to hear that because again, trash as a boyfriend, but such a comic relief throughout this season. I am not ready for him to depart the series, but give me your final thoughts for this first season of Abbott Elementary. When you move, we move. (laughs) (laughs) I love this freaking show. I truly do. And as I mentioned earlier and during my hidden gems, it has just been such a bright light in a stressful time. And I'm so appreciative of it. It's like, I cannot wait to see what they're, they're going to do um, with this show. And I cannot wait to see the social impact of this show. I mean, the fact that part of the promotion is them giving to schools. Um, They started off in Philadelphia, but giving to schools and teachers um, and teachers gravitating to the show is so beautiful to see. And with Gregory being a young black man teacher, like, you know, it's not the occupation that I know growing up, my peers ran to because there wasn't quote unquote money in it. Right. Mm -hmm. But there is so much impact in the student lives. Like I know all of my black male teachers growing up and I could count them on one hand, uh, you know, I say that to say, but they were very good at their job. They were very beautiful. You know, when I say beautiful, wonderful men, you know what I mean? And well, it matters, especially given the environment, right? Because Yes, the the influence that those teachers have on their students is very it matters very much, especially in an environment where there are young, a very lot of young, impressionable black and brown boys. So exactly. Exactly. That the kids were so excited to have them as a teacher. They were making him in or putting them in his pictures. So endearing. So I, I just cannot wait to see um the social impact of the show and again such a joy highly highly recommended if you have not watched it what are you waiting for seriously as we've said guys thank you so much for listening to our recap of abbott elementary season one we are looking forward to season two and i'm sure we will be back to discuss so delora it is time for hidden gems what you got this week 
All right, Ashley, I consumed a lot during our break, trying to find something really good, something to sink my teeth in. And I have a few things, but I'm going to give it to y'all, you know, slow, just because sometimes it'd be droughts out here. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I have a song and a movie. So song, Harry Styles, as it was. Ashley, I had Harry Styles' Golden as a Hidden Gem. This is from his last album. Um, uh, What was the name of his last album? I'm not going to worry myself about it. But anyway, Golden, a bop. And so As Is Was is the single for his new album. And I'm seriously asking myself, am I a fan? (laughs) Because it is such... A good song so much so that Amara has us playing it on repeat because I had it on repeat mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it is very Britain because sometimes their sound their music can be kind of dated you know you get a little bit of an 80s situation in this particular song but it is it is a vibe and I highly recommend it. And I'm looking forward to his new album called Harry's House, which is coming out very, very soon. Second Hidden Gem is a movie. So this is like straight to streaming movie, but is a book adaptation by the same name called The Hating Game. It came out in 2021. It's rated R. It is a romance slash comedy if you know me, you know I love this stuff. Uh, it's rated, it's an hour and 42 minutes and is available on Hulu. It stars Lucy Hale from Pretty Little Liars and Austin Stowell. And basically, it's <laughs> thinking about Bridgerton again, the love to hate trope or hate to love trope, where it's competing or merging literature companies and they go back and forth and they hate each other but of course she's really beautiful and he's really high and then you know they make their way to each other and it is actually a somewhat decent movie I say it's straight to streaming because it's better than like you know a Hallmark or Lifetime romance movie (laughs) it's a little bit higher than that but it isn't quite you know Bridgerton or crazy rich Asians or anything like that but if you want an easy watch on a Saturday highly recommend it got about 73% for Rotten Tomatoes I give it I give it a solid B minus I watched it twice because again easy watch beautiful people fun show and a little sexy I'm gonna throw that out um so that's all I have how about you Ashley All right. I have three hidden gems this week. I got to go back to the theater again for my first one, which is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. This was a movie that I recalled seeing the trailer for a little bit, but I didn't remember that this was a thing. So I was invited. I was like, let me look at the trailer again. I was like, oh, my my girl from Crazy Rich Asians, Michelle Yeoh. It's very odd. It's very fantastical, but it was amazing. It's absurdly funny. Again, led by Michelle Yeoh, but like the entire cast is phenomenal. The guy I told you who was the kid, one of the kids from from Goonies and from 
Indiana Jones. Was her husband. He had taken like a 20-year acting break and came back. He was amazing. Daughter was amazing. Like, I just really enjoyed it. A standout performance by um, Jamie Lee Curtis in this as well. So it was such a great watch. Definitely worth stepping back into the actual theater for. So I recommend it. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Second Hidden Gem is Roar. This is an Apple TV series. It is a dark comedy. It's being called a dark comedic feminist set of fables anthology series, essentially with standalone episodes. Skip episode five, guys. Every other episode I recommend except for episode five. It was a duck. It was weird. Skip it. But the cast was great in terms of the ladies who starred in these. You had Issa Rae, you had Nicole Kidman, you had Cynthia Erivo. It was some great, it was some interesting stories, some interesting things to kind of really think about. So I recommend it. Just skip episode five, okay? Apple TV Plus, Roar. My final hidden gem for this week, Anatomy of a Scandal. This was in Netflix's top 10. So I was like, I'll go ahead and give it a watch. I've been on my list. Okay. I breezed through it so quick on like between Ooh. a Friday and a Saturday. It was only six episodes and I hadn't really watched anything with Sienna Miller in it in a while, but I mean, it, it was so, it was, it was a layered story. It's about sexual assault and things like that, but it's very layered because you also have politics in it. You also have history in it. You also have family in it. And so I don't want to give too much away because I really want everybody to kind of watch it and see what you think about it. But I thought it was a good series and I thought it was interesting. I thought six episodes, they were able to kind of tell the story very concisely. Um, So check that out as well. Anatomy of a Scandal on Netflix. And those are my hidden gems for this week as well. Guys, again, thank you so much for sticking with us for another recap. Check out Abbott Elementary if you have it. And we will be back one Thursday with our usual headlines and hot topics. So we will see you guys then. Bye.